Today is Wednesday, February 2nd, 2011, and this is Radio Wave. Network Information Service. I'm Robert John. Pope John Paul II to be beatified May 1st, 2011. Pope Benedict XVI recently approved a miracle attributed to Pope John Paul II, the spontaneous cure of a French nun from Parkinson's disease, opening the way for his beatification, which is now set for May 1st, 2011, Divine Mercy Sunday. It is clear that Our Lady of Medjugorje specifically chose John Paul II for his pontificate, and his ties to Our Lady run very deep. In particular, he attributes surviving an assassination attempt to Our Lady's direct intervention. Our Lady spoke of John Paul II specifically in more than one occasion in her messages from Medjugorje. On November 8, 1981, Our Lady appeared kissing and lovingly embracing a picture of John Paul II. She said, He is your Father, the spiritual Father of all. It is necessary to pray for Him. At His funeral in April 2005, thousands in the crowd chanted Santo Subito, which means Sainthood Now. Though His canonization was popularly desired, Cardinal Angelo Amato head of the Congregation for Saints' Causes, stated, quote, There were no concessions given here in procedural severity and thoroughness. This May beatification, though a great event for the Church and for all people, is a confirmation of what Our Lady had already shown through her apparition to Medjugorje visionary Ivan five years ago on the day Pope John Paul II died. On April 2, 2005, Our Lady appeared to Ivan, and as he was recommending intentions to Our Lady, Pope John Paul II appeared on her right. He was smiling, young, and very happy, all in white with a long gold cape. Our Lady turned, smiling, to look at the Pope, and he was looking at Our Lady, smiling. Our Lady then said to Ivan, This is my son. He is with me. Through this apparition, Our Lady revealed that John Paul II was already a saint in heaven, though most probably did not know, satisfying the cries of the thousands of Santo Subito. This is the Medj Network Information Service. Ronald Reagan turns 100. On February 6, 2011, 
Ronald Reagan will turn 100 years old. Though Reagan died in 2004, thousands across the world, and especially in the United States, will still celebrate without him. Reagan is most widely known for his eight-year tenure as President of the United States, in which he accomplished a great deal in the realms of economics, politics, faith, and national pride, among others. Reagan's work while in the Oval Office was the driving force behind the fall of communism in Russia as he championed true freedom throughout the world. During a debate with Jimmy Carter, Reagan stated, quote, The American dream is not that every man must be level with every other man. The American dream is that every man must be free to become what God intends he should become. End quote. Perhaps one of the more unknown aspects of Reagan's time in the Oval Office is the strong relationship he had with Pope John Paul II. John Paul II worked hand-in-hand, though often under the radar, with Reagan to bring down communism. John Paul II is set to be beatified on his way to sainthood in the Catholic Church on May 1, 2011, which happens to be the same date of a so-called holiday instituted by the communists, May Day. Both Reagan and Pope John Paul II were shot in assassination attempts, and each believed and stated that God had spared their lives, John Paul II in particular giving credit to Our Lady for preserving his life. Reagan was not Catholic, but his relationship with Pope John Paul II was a strong one. It is a little-known fact that throughout his entire presidency, Reagan, though presented with many, many gifts, did not pay the taxes on them in order to make them his own personal property. They therefore remained as property of the people of the United States. He did, however, pay the taxes on one gift. The gift that Reagan accepted in this manner during his presidency was given to him by the people of Poland. The gift? A statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Ronald Reagan said his best friend in the world was Pope John Paul II. Perhaps these two men shared a goal that no two other men in the world have shared. Our Lady said on August 25, 1994, Dear children, today I am united with you in prayer in a special way, praying for the gift of the presence of my beloved Son in your home country. Pray, little children, for the health of my most beloved son, who suffers and whom I have chosen for these times. I pray and intercede before my son Jesus, so that the dream that your fathers had may be fulfilled. From the MEDGE Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. This is Magicoria.com. Stay tuned for our regular radio wave broadcast, brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. If you pray, God will help you to understand the true reason for my coming. With the events of Our Lady's apparitions in Medjugorje, as years pass by and events unfold, we begin to understand the prophetic nature of Our Lady's words and actions. We begin to see the true reason for her coming. Some today would confine Our Lady and her apparitions to a narrow view concerning only religion and think Our Lady does not speak to all the current issues facing the world today, 
issues like the economy and money and many others. Her apparitions say more than most think. Her true reason for her coming leads us to an extraordinary new life with new understanding about everything on earth. If Our Lady could give you practical advice for your daily life, advice on your investments, job, finances, housing, what would she say? Does Our Lady care about you being able to pay your bills and keep a roof over your head? How would the mother speak? A new book titled, It Ain't Gonna Happen by a friend of Medjugorje, takes the messages of Our Lady and places them as a template over the issues of the worldwide floundering economy, money and finances, and what is coming our way. What will life be in the future? The earth is about to be rebirthed, while those who will not change, the world will abort. A book that uncovers astounding revelations that will not only be a cause of joy and grave concern, but a motivation to put into action what you will learn. It Ain't Gonna Happen by a friend of Medjugorje, available through Caritas of Birmingham. To order, call Caritas in the U.S. 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000, or visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, and click on Medjmart. It Ain't Gonna Happen by a friend of Medjugorje, available through Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and today is the second of the month, and it is the day that Our Lady gives a message uh, to the world through Mariana. Uh, Our Lady had designated the second of the month as a day of prayer for non-believers, and these messages of Our Lady have become a source of spiritual direction for millions throughout the world uh, in a world today that is hard to find good direction. And a friend of Medjugorje is joining us over the phone. Uh, he is uh, doing some talks right now and uh, is out of town. So we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. Well, I want to welcome everyone to our show again today. And as usual, the second of the month is something of a, a momentous part of our lives that those in the future will look back upon and say, what were they doing? What were they thinking? They're in such a fog. And to have the Mother of God, the queenship, uh, come and be laid out into the triumph. And so it is, we have this message today. Uh, we have Mary, Maria's message on the 25th. And these are the most important things in our lives at this moment as far as spiritual direction. So, Joan, without any delay, why don't you read the message for the second of the month? Our Lady of Medjugorje's February 2nd, 2011 message on the Day of Nonbelievers. Dear children, you are gathering around me. You are seeking your way. You are seeking. You are seeking the truth, but are forgetting what is the most important. You are forgetting to pray properly. Your lips pronounce countless words, but your spirit does not feel anything. Wandering in darkness... You even imagine God himself according to yourselves, 
and not such as he really is in his love. Dear children, proper prayer comes from the depth of your heart, from your suffering, from your joy, from your seeking the forgiveness of sins. This is the way to come to know the right God, and by that also yourselves, because you are created according to Him. Prayer will bring you to the fulfillment of my desire, of my mission here with you, to the unity of God's family. Thank you. Well, this is a beautiful message, powerful message, a message that... uh Long contemplation. Our lady gave Mary I once a message that said, I want you to meditate a long time on this message I give to you today. Of course, every message has that as a protocol to understanding it, because she says we're wandering in darkness, and you even imagine, you even imagine God himself according to yourselves. Uh, I know in our travels I saw on the cover of a magazine, it said uh, somebody who was modeling and not necessarily uh, terribly immodest, but it was not something that was really holy. And on the front of it, it says, uh, this woman was saying, I love my work, and I, have to, and I have to thank God every day for having the job. You know, her, she thinks God is delighted in this kind of work. You know, she's imagining God himself according to herself, you know, that, that, and, and her love, not according to his love. Now, he just told us, you imagine God himself according to yourselves, and not such as he really is. He is a God of love. And, and John teaches us in, in, the, in the gospel that he's, God's love is best displayed um, through obedience. Obedience to, what? obedience to God's precepts. And so we are wandering in darkness, and people really don't know who God is. Again, travel every time you go to a hotel, everything is about the God of environment. Environmentalism, uh, you know, don't wash these towels. If you can save them, hang them up. We won't have to wash them again. And this is part of the message today. You are seeking your way. You are seeking. You are seeking. You are seeking the truth, but we don't find the truth. In other words, because the truth is, the hotel could care less about the environment. The hotel uses this lie that we care about the environment so that we can save money. On, make more profit. You know, and we've grown stupid. We're in a fog and we don't know that. We, we wander in this darkness and we're really not looking at truth. We're seeking truth, but don't look at real truth. And truth is God. And when you find that truth, you realize the things that the world tells us are important is not, and often motivated by unsound reasoning and illogical with no common sense. Of course, our told us Jesus is the Word, and the Word is the light of common sense. Jesus Christ is common sense. And so we have this message today, I think it's a beautiful message. You know, uh, people at the Waiting Wall, they, if you've ever been there in Jerusalem, they they got their hands on the wall and they're looking around and they're looking at everybody else and they're praying and they're just pronouncing words. But we're doing the same thing. Your lips pronounce countless words, but your spirit does not feel anything. I think it wants us to have a passion in prayer, a passion uh, of calling out to God, and it's not that oh you do this and I'm going you're going to win the lottery. You do this, you're going to be cured from cancer. It says from the depth of your heart, from your suffering. Suffering is a value. It's redemptive. Jesus Christ made it have value. 
He himself suffered for us. And and this always brings you joy. That's some some people that uh, can be even a wheelchair are very joyful people. Some people that are, are not in a wheelchair and healthy are not joyful people. So the heart connected with God, with contrite, and always remember to receive a grace, you need to be in a state of grace, uh, which means, what I says, from your joy, from your seeking the forgiveness of sins. So always, always, we need to go to bed at night and, and reflect and do examination of conscience. This examination of conscience puts us in a state of grace. Even if you can't go to confession, you can do this examination of conscience and say, God, I don't deserve your mercy, but I want to do what you said through your mother when she says, open your hearts to God's mercy. That's all we have to do. And run to confession. Run to seek forgiveness. And on the way, if you get killed and you make it, you, you've opened your heart to that forgiveness. And so, in a car wreck or whatever. So we, we should never de- even delay that, waiting while well, I go to confession three days from now. Confess now. Get on your knees now tonight and say, today I did this and this is wrong. And, and our society and our culture that we've made, it's not easy to go to confession. It's not easy to run and hit that 30-minute little window on Saturday afternoon before Mass. And that's why I believe for a long time, my lady said today, pray for peace. She calls us to pray for, for priest. And, you know, I believe every priest should be in confessional 30 to 45 minutes before Mass and afterwards. And people say, well, they got things to do. Well, quit being administrators. Uh, be in in the church you know we got the movie from years ago build it and they will come we've seen where people and priests have called people to confession and people come and how lady gave us a solution for the whole west that means everybody western Europe I mean western the United States all of Europe we have a cure she says confession monthly confession will be a cure for the west that's all we have to do so we complicate things we make things so tangled up and we've forgotten really how to worship. We've forgotten really what is what is uh, the heart of worship. We don't know these things anymore, and because we don't know what the heart of worship is anymore, we're not able to to seek in the right places. We seek in environmentalism, or this culture does at least. Uh, the God of the earth, the, the the God of pleasure, the God of entertainment, the God of modeling, and this is my God. So what is your God? And so we've got to go back to the heart of worship. We've got to quit all the frills. We've got to go back to the organic life of purity of Christian living.
much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry
we have Our Lady telling us these things um, that the God, this is the way to come to God, know the right God, and by that, also yourselves, because you're created according to Him. See, we have people that, again, as I was talking before the song, that their concept of God is warped. We let the culture develop for us what is God. God's pleased with me if I do modeling, and I'm modest with it. I mean, how did we get so far off base? Even children with purity today, even in the culture, can see certain things. But as we grow older, we get so so darkened, we, we no longer see what's right or wrong. Or the right God. And Our Lady calls us to be uh, in the family of God. Uh, Joan, we've got the second. Can you get, read the second of the month about the family of God last month when Our Lady talked about this? Dear children, today I call you to unity in Jesus, my son. My motherly heart prays that you may comprehend that you are God's family. Through the spiritual freedom of will, which the Heavenly Father has given you, you are called to become cognizant of the truth, the good, or the evil. May prayer and fasting open your hearts and help you to discover the Heavenly Father through my Son. In discovering the Father, your life will be directed to carrying out of God's will and the realization of God's family in the way that my Son desires. I will not leave you alone on this path. Thank you. See, so here is January 2nd, and now we got February 2nd. And he says, prayer will bring you to the fulfillment of my desire, of my mission here with you. At least on a mission, and not a little mission. Her mission is for the salvation of the world. Her mission is for you to understand, to sacrifice your life for the salvation of the world. God's desire, with Ali's desire, is for the conversion of the entire world. And so from, she says, of my mission here with you, to the unity of God's family. So people have different concepts of God, and Ali wants us to see truth. In the last month, we just heard, she says, you're not cognizant of the truth. And here today, she says, you're seeking your way, you're seeking and comma, she says that a second time, and a third time she says you're seeking the truth, and so but we're not we're, we're not forgetting we're forgetting what's most important. We're not getting the truth because we're so in a fog. Why uh, why do you think in uh, that she she stated that three times in the message and that the middle you are seeking she doesn't refer to any any particular way of seeking. The first way is you're seeking your way. The, the last one is you're seeking the truth. What is, what is the purpose of her saying this three different times? Oh, the reason I was sitting years ago in the Vatican with the Cardinal, and he told me, you know, we have many good people doing bad things. And, and it struck me like a bell. I mean, like ringing in your, in your head. It's true, everybody, you know, people are so bad. I mean, we're walking around suit and ties, we're cultured, we, we're proper at dinner, we, we have refinement, we don't have mud on our shoes. We, we, you know, and so we, we think we're doing right, we're seeking the right way, but we don't really have what's right. It's better to have mud on your knees from working in the soil and, and have a pure heart than to have all the darkness that's in our heart and we have the appearance of a clean society. 
you know, we, we shower once a day, sometimes twice a day. Everything's clean in the body. Everything's clean in the culture. We clean the streets. Don't litter. Uh, you know, our sign on our road was excellent sign. It says, only trash litters. Uh, so we're, we come up with these uh, clever uh, phrases, but it's a sign of the disease we suffer from. Uh, this doesn't impress God. A clean heart impresses God. We've lost that. And so we're seeking, three times I'll like seeking, 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 pray, pray, pray. I'll like go through this theme, you know, God the Father, Jesus Christ, the, the Holy Spirit. And and we don't know who the right God is. And and it doesn't necessarily mean it's not partial God. This this woman, and I've talked about on this cover, says, you know, I'm, I'm looking, uh, I thank God every day. You know, so she believes in the one God. But, but the concept of God, the right way to think of God, who he really is. I mean, the three great monolithic religions are, are Judaism, Christianity, and Muslims. Yeah, Muslims. And that's probably 90% of the whole world, if not uh, more. And so, yeah, Muslims live in, believe in the same precepts we believe, and the Jews believe. But they're, and, the, and the concept of God, they don't have concept of the, uh, of, of the Jews, they don't have it. It's the concept of the Muslims, they don't have the right God. People say, well, Allah's not God. Well, they're, they're worshiping a God that they say is the one true God. They're partial right in this. But where they're wrong is, is they call us infidels. Why do they call us infidels? Because they see themselves as here on earth and God way up there. And God way up there is this awesome, mighty God that you have to bow down to. And he's way distant, and he's wrathful, and he's this way, and he's demanding, and he's so principled that he he can't relent like he did in Nineveh. And mercy. And they don't know how to open themselves up to the love of God. And so because, why do, so why are we infidels? Because we say, God the Father, and that's blasphemy to say he's the Father. It's, it's blasphemy to say God the Father has a son called Jesus Christ. But if God's our Father, Jesus Christ is our brother, we're disgusting to them in that sense because how can God be our brother when we're such defiled creatures? We're, we're dirt. We're smut. And so this concept of God that we can say God is our brother, which makes God our Father, and Jesus being the mother of Christ, she's now our mother, and conception happened through the Holy Spirit. Mary's the spouse of the Holy Spirit. We're in the family of God, the unity of God. Muslims don't have that beauty. And it's, I lay call upon you to witness to them. I lay even give a message to them about Muslims, the Muslim brothers who hate you. And so it is. And it's just good Muslims up there. We, we know some. But the, the doctrine, the, the unity, the family of God, Our Lady wants to see we're really in a family. Our Lady wants us on her knees and say, Father, you know, point your heart out to him. And he really can be intimate that way. You know, what your Father, you know, our Father seeks to give you what you want if you seek him as the right God. And so this... It, it can't be said that well, they, you know, I've heard people say, well, the Muslims, they don't, their God's not God. They well, God is God. They just don't have the right God. And, and then, uh, but they do have something of a divinity. 
the, the people that worship in trees don't have any divinity. The pe- indigenous people who, who have the tradition, and we have, see a world shift-wise all the way around the world through political correctness where people are going back to this um, earth worship, this rock worship, this frog is God, this, this thing is God. You know, when I consecrated a tree in the field, I, I, we, my wife and my children, we joined hands around it before we even had a concept that our lady could even come there. We didn't even know about the apparitions. And we said, we pray that all who see this tree see God in it. I didn't say that in worship of that, but that God's the creator. It's of God. It's his wonder. It's his thing. And we should see God in that way. But we don't worship the thing. We worship the creator who made it. We buy a piece of equipment and, uh, uh, say, a big machine or a big tractor. We join hands around. We impose hands on it and say, God, this is of you. This thing is you. It's not God literally. But he made the minerals that laid in the earth 200 years ago. We draw them together. We find them. He draws the physics, put it together. And it's a touch of God's genius. See, the transmission of the glory goes to God, not the machine. But when we see I can't get on an airplane to this day without looking out the window and saying, God, you are so incredible. How did you make this hunk of metal fly? You can tell me the laws of gravity. You can tell me the laws of the wind falls and how it goes around the rings. But I still am in awe of God that he has discovered these things. Man discovers nothing. We found what God laid hidden in the earth. What was that plane 200 years ago? Nothing but dirt. It's minerals, the plastics, the wires, the, 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 the things most foreign in the, inside that plane that you can't conceive coming from the soil is from the soil. And that's what we talk about our mesonomics, because all wealth comes from the soil. You create wealth when you work with the soil. When you work with paper, you're not creating wealth. You're building and taxing the original wealth that comes from the earth. And that's why our lady wants to see this truth. She wants us to come back to truth. She wants us to come and see and get out of this fog, that the culture is in a fog, and that we have many good people doing bad things, and that the day comes off, when the day comes, that she's come here with her message just to burn off this fog and let the light shine in the world we live in and to bring us to a better place. And where our Father wants us to wait, but if I, and, you know, where the Father waits for us. But in this life, too, we begin that. So this light that's coming into the world is coming through these messages to open us up. How the world can be so cold Stealing the souls of a man Cloudy skies rain down On all your dreams You wrestle with the fear and doubt Sometimes it's hard But you gotta believe There's a better place Where our Father waits And every tear
innocence isn't lost and hopes are shattered. The old are forgotten, the children are forsaken. In this world we're living, is there anything sacred? In 1981, the Virgin Mary began appearing in a village in the former Yugoslavia called Medjugorje. The Virgin came because she said the world was in need of healing, of faith in God. She called herself the Queen of Peace. Every day since 1981, the Virgin Mary of Medjugorje has appeared to give a blessing for the world. Join us for a momentous event March 19th through the 23rd, 2011. Be in the presence of five apparitions of the Holy Virgin Mary, the Queen of Peace, when she appears to Medjugorje visionary Maria Lunetti at Caritas, Alabama. Entrust yourself, your family, and your life to God through the Virgin Mary. For more information, call Caritas at 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000, USA, or visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, March 19th through the 23rd, Apparitions of the Virgin Mary at Caritas, Alabama.
You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. You know, it's interesting that uh, <clears throat> you mentioned about the uh, political correctness uh, and, and the people's concept of God. Just recalling last month's uh, Radio Wave broadcast from January 2nd, you spoke about the family of God and what Our Lady had said in the way that God desires, and you spoke about how our concept of this family of God is so wrong and that uh, God is a, is a masculine God and that today we're a female-driven society. And it's just interesting that in today's message, Our Lady said that, uh, speaking to us, that we're wandering in darkness and that we imagine God Himself according to ourselves uh, and not as He really is with His love. And then again, Our Lady says, created according to Him. It seems as if Our Lady is picking up again from last month in this concept of uh, this family you spoke just recently, you just spoke about how God is his father, and there's many today, even within the membership of the church, who don't have this concept as as father, and I think you've spoken about this before, uh, about this concept of father. Well, it nauseates me to hear from the puppet, sisters and brothers. It ain't sister and brothers, I'm telling you. It ain't that. It's brothers and sisters. Adam first, Eve second. We put sisters first, and, and the, the devil starts with words. He always does this. The battle to change mentalities starts with a concept of, of our, our, our thinking. Your thinking is affected by the words you hear. So there's an agenda from the, straight from the hell to put sisters first. Even when you open a door, when we used to open doors for women, you know who was first? Okay, you say, I'll open a door for a woman. She goes in. No, you step in front of her, and you open that door for her. You precede her, because she is a weaker vessel, as the Scripture says in the New Testament. And so, God, man was made for God, woman was made for man. As a toy? No, that's not what they're saying. God is manly. We're to be a male-driven society. That's how things work. Does that negate the influence of the woman? By no means does it do that. It elevates it. And we are to be a protector of the woman, the weaker vessel. We're to nurture that, that protection. We're to step in front of her, open the door, and let her proceed first through the door, even though we're through the door partially with our own being standing there. And so women's law protection, because this concept of us thinking it's sisters first. You know, so what was woman created for? For the man? A woman was created to show us the love of God, She's the, she's the touch of love, the finesse of a woman, the soothing way she can, she can uh, hold the child who scraped his knee, the love she possesses, and how she can nurture and rebuild the culture. No man can do that. She possesses traits that have been misguided and put into corporate world and doing this in her career that have degraded her that takes this kind of great talent to be in the home, make a home, nurture the family. And so she, her traits are superior to man. And so we got this one woman can do everything. Of course she can. God put those things in her, and when man feels lonely, when he needs that love, the husband or the children, it's that love who comes to her in a special way. doesn't mean man shouldn't love. We're commanded to love our wives. And and so, but we don't have the right concepts. We don't understand how this relationship works. God made man for himself. 
God made woman for man. It doesn't make her any less. It doesn't mean she's of any less value. Soul to soul is the same thing, male or female. It's equal before God, but it's not equal in the structure and the infrastructure of God wants in the world. When you understand these precepts, woman can be fulfilled. She's seeking everything out in the world now, at the malls and all these places. Man's seeking after her. He doesn't chase God. They have, you see on these airplanes every time you're, you're on the coast someplace, uh, Tuesday night, women's, women free. Well, why? Because man's seeking the women. She gets her drinks free. You just get the woman there, and then the man's going to follow. You know, everybody comes a bunch of dogs. And so our, the purity of what they calls us to is something of, of a way that they says, you're gathering around me. That's what she wants. But even as you're gathering around me, she adds, you're seeking your way. You want to come to me your way. I'm saying, don't do that. She adds, you're seeking. Then she adds that, you're seeking the truth, but forgetting what is most important. You're forgetting to pray properly. And so through prayer, we'll begin to see things. We'll begin illuminated. And through prayer, you'll be able to listen uh, to our lady in a special way. Because a lady wants us to gather around her. She wants to uncover the truth, who we are in the family of God, as a mother wraps her arms around us. That's how love works. It's such a mystery how you found something in me that I never knew was there, but you uncovered it so easily. You turn me like a season, and I begin to change. You wrapped your arms around me, now I'll never be the same. That's how love works, that's how love moves, like a I've seen walls that could never be broken Come tumbling down I've heard the voice of a love calling Without making a sound See, I was touched by an angel The day you took my It makes me everything I am That's how love works That's how love moves Like a river running through you Sometimes it lifts you As high as heaven It consumes you That's a given That's how love works 
we have the way our lady shows us how love works. We have this way she walks with us, and she wants to make us understand that the family of God is so important, and you've lost the concept of what is family. It's not a tribe of monkeys, everybody doing their own self-fulfillment. It's following the desire of God, following what His desires is. If the family is suffering, find deep depth of prayer in that, and that depth of prayer brings joy. So, Our Lady has shown us so many ways through her messages, and of course we're speaking of things on the immediacy of the message being given today, that the same message to when we wake up, you can read it and say something else. You know, people might say, well, you know, he's interpreting the messages. Well, the messages can be interpreted one million ways. And, no, I'm wrong about that. I made a mistake. The message today can be interpreted six and a half billion ways. Everybody that reads it upon the earth. That's how many people here. Six and a half billion ways. Tomorrow, those six and a half billion people will read the same message, and another six and a half billion, half a billion ways. <clears throat> the messages are given to say many, many things. And we speak about... Um, when I speak, it's about the immediacy of what's going on. Perhaps some things that's happening in the world today. We know Egypt's on fire. Uh, people talk about that. We have somebody just told me a couple of days ago about this woman, what she just did to her two teenage uh, children. Uh, what, all these factors can have an effect on how you see the message. You may be going through a divorce, and suddenly you're saying, boy, I, I just long for family. I seek this. And I've lost it. What is the family of God? There's people that actually exist that do not know what it is to be in a family, even though they've been raised even with two parents, because they've never experienced the love of God, because they never experienced the exchange between the husband and wife of love toward each other. This is where the visionaries have told us children learn to love God the Father by the exchange of love between the mother and father. Is that not incredible? Is that not a revelation? Don't think you can be angry with your spouse without injuring the ability of your children to have the proper concept of God. Every time you do that, if you ever tell your spouse to shut up, it means your child can tell God to shut up and get out of my life. You're doing eternal injury to them. The more whole a child is, is determined by the love of exchange between the husband and wife. An incredible thing. An incredible revelation about these revelations coming through the messages. So we've got to listen to the heart. We've got to listen to the heart of Our Lady. What's in her heart? If we listen to the heart, we'll know all things that need to be done, and we'll be fulfilled, we'll be satisfied, we'll come into peace, and our seeking will find real truth, truth by God. I simply listen to my heart, a lady's heart. How do you explain? How do you describe a love that goes from east to west and runs as deep as it is wide? Cannot express the love we feel, but we 
long for you to hear So listen to our hearts Unfortunately, we're running close to the end of the show here. <clears throat> but uh, one more thing to um, uh, at least to bring out about this message is that Our Lady said 
today in the message that your your lips pronounce countless words, but your spirit does not feel anything. And this is a really interesting statement from Our Lady, and I just would like to hear what you'd have to say about that, because so often you hear about uh, about it's not about feeling, it's not about feeling, but yet Our Lady's mentioned the word feel about 34 times in her messages, and, and all, always in reference to feeling something in prayer or feeling something in um, in the spirit or in the spiritual life. And on October 20th, 1984, Our Lady said, when you pray, you must feel more. Uh, prayer is a conversation with God. And Our Lady goes on to say, prayer is not a joke. Prayer is a dialogue with God. And I'm just interested to hear what you have to say about that, because it, we do hear a lot about uh, it's not about feeling. Uh, but yet Our Lady today says your spirit does not feel anything. Well, we're dead. We're dead to the spiritual world because we are so involved in the in the material world. And uh, to bring that to life takes prayer, and it takes proper prayer, and, and prayer from death. Once you start talking to God as a father, once you talk to Mary as mother, once you talk to Jesus Christ as brother, once you talk to the Holy Spirit as a comforter, I need comfort going to bed tonight. I've had a tragic day. I've got to wake up to a great problem I've got to have deal with tomorrow. You need comfort. You can have everything's available to you. The wealth of the spiritual life has never been so alive for man as today. You're rich. You're rich. It's like looking for a trunk full of gold with, with untold wealth in it, and you dig it in the wrong spot because you misread the map. The map is the message. You read the message, you'll dig right on top of it and find that treasure chest. That treasure chest is a spiritual wealth that we can't even conceive of in the past church history. This is the greatest moment in the church since Jesus Christ walked the earth. And we'll never have anything supersede this moment or when Christ walked the earth, except the second coming of the church, or second coming of Christ, rather. So you've got to recognize the signs of the times, what's available to us, and if that's the case, you'll, you'll have something that you can feel with passion. I read the message, and I, 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 I don't just get the sheet of paper. I didn't get it today and, and uh, when y'all sent it to me. And, I mean, I... I, I, I get myself in a proper disposition before I read these words. Because we'll, we'll be remembering them in eternity. They're that, that significant. And I want to feel what Our Lady says, because Maria said, when Our Lady says the word love, she feels love. When Our Lady says, I'm sad in your, your, your darkness, she feels sadness. When she, the, the words are defined by real the power of the actual emotion. When Our Lady cries, the angels cry. They feel what Our Lady feels. Can you feel what God feels? He's given us everything. He's given us food. He's given us transportation and things of the world and hot water at the wish of every whim you want. And you've rejected Him. You've neglected Him. You've not thought about Him. How's God feel? How's God feel that way? Get into his shoes. Just as you, if you ever hurt your own father on this earth, and you know how that feels. And so, as we end this program, I want to say, you have to come in March. There's diabolical right now. There's people saying, don't come in March to Alabama, to the bedroom, into the field. Why? Because we speak the truth. The truth is a message. The message is of God. Because we speak that, the devil don't want you to come. You don't listen to anybody that puts that out. 
I'm telling you, it's diabolical. These people need praying for. It's demonic in the first degree, and it's first degree murder. Murder of those who might have come and convert. Oh, I'm not worried about the numbers. Hotels are being booked up. There's several already completely full. But we won't, as I said in the late 90s, repeatedly, every anniversary, thank you for coming in large numbers. Our Lady wants to gather you with her. Come to the field. Come March 19th, the 23rd. Do everything you can. It's free camping. Go buy your tent at Walmart. Get in the tent. Pack your own food. Do whatever you got to do, but you come to be in the presence. This time will never come back to the earth again. You'll never have these opportunities. And if you said, I've been there before, they come again because you know what you felt before. And people have told us, it's one of the greatest moments of my life. I never thought I could experience something like that. You need her. I need her. God needs her. She's saving us. We love you. We wish you, Our Lady. Good night.